0: Good evening, good morning, everyone. This is Bernice. Um, thank you for listening to Devoted with Bernice today. So I'm going to be giving a prophetic word for two nations right now um, that the Lord has been talking to me about. Um, if you know me, you know that I'm, I don't shy away from being a prophet that the Lord is able to speak through i go in prayer before i release the word of the lord as it's given to me um when god reveals things about what's going to happen you know we we have different types of prophets i've already talked about what a prophet is um but for me personally um i'm a warning prophet and also a correction prophet a restoration prophet and also a instruction prophet so sometimes i don't always prophesy you know cars and money and prosperity things but i also prophesy the things that the enemy is trying to do so that we as a people can pray um before COVID hit in I believe in 20, 2019, before COVID hit, I think it was like three months or four months before COVID hit, I was having a lot of dreams about COVID, literally seeing people people in hospitals, in like China, um, seeing people in different countries with um, ventilator on. And also some of them had like, um, coughing, they were coughing, they had masks on. I was very confused with the dreams that I kept having and God is so strategic that he knows how to help us to know what's going to happen majority of the time a lot of prophets know about what's going to happen before it does we just don't say it because God has not told us to say it yet normally he causes us to go in prayer because we prophesy in parts and we know in part so you have to be careful that you don't quickly go and start speaking until you seek the Lord for understanding, for clarity, and for direction, and even for how to release and when to release what he's telling you to release. And so this is not something that's new to me. Uh, I've Even things that God talked talk to me about concerning the U.S., concerning even like with the, um, the war in Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine. A lot of prophets that I know have been praying about Russia because we were always sensing that Russia was about to step into a war even before Russia stepped into the war with Ukraine. And so, you know, we don't come on here as prophets and come and say things because before we say anything, God causes us to pray about it first. So this uh, prophetic message is for Canada and also for... um, so for Canada and for France, uh, I'll go with France first. But before I do, I just want to pray, Father. I just thank you right now for your for your kingdom, for your intelligence, Lord, for your wisdom. I thank you that you are a God that sees all. Your eyes see all. There is nothing that is hidden from you, Lord, because you created the heaven and the earth and everything that dwells within it. And so, Lord, as I come to be your mouthpiece. I pray that your presence will be here, Holy Spirit. Have your way. I pray even now, the Lord, you will send your angels to go forth and help your people in these different two countries, Lord, and and the other countries that you lead me to to speak about. I just pray that your kingdom will come and your will will be done. I pray for a shield over these countries, and I pray, the oh Lord, as I speak, I. I yield my ears and my mouth to you, Lord. Every word that I speak be edifying to you. Be exactly what it is that you want me to say and nothing more and nothing less. And so I uh, I applied the blood of Jesus in this moment. And I thank you that you will help your people to be able to pray about what it is that you've allowed me to see, to share today. And so I thank you and I, I bless your holy name. And it's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. So, um this message came because i had an assignment i'm taking some ministry classes um I, you know you can never stop learning right you ha- always have to cultivate what god has given you so i'm taking ministry classes and um the class i'm taking they wanted us to do the apostle wanted us to do a um um a, a activity concerning hearing hearing god's voice concerning Whatever it is that God wants you to prophesy about. And God led me to prophesy for Canada. And so I want to share this. If have, I know that there are different nations on here that listen to my podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I hope that when you do listen, you actually like pray about what it is that I share with you. Because it's not just for me to pray about whenever I openly share it. It's for everybody to pray about it together. So for France, I would say this for France. Um, as I was praying a couple days ago, God led me to pray for France, and what God was showing me is that you know uh, there's like riot and bombings, like riot and bombs um, uh, that the enemy want to do. There's some type of confusion that the enemy want to bring um, to the streets of France. Now I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why you know that riot. Is something that I saw in the room the spirit for the future um, I don't know why I saw uh, you know bomb bins, like bombs or like you know explosions but that's what I I that's what I was able to discern in the room of the spirit so I don't know the cause of it but we can pray to stop it. If it's the will of god for it not to happen we can pray to stop it because god reveals to heal right and it comes with the nations too the nations god wants to heal the nations right from disaster from the enemy's plans and agenda and so i i hope that you will pray for the nation of france that you know god will shield them that there will be peace there will be peace, there will be peace, and not just that, but I decree and declare Psalms 133 over France, which is about unity, about unity, and so God, I just pray right now that France will be a place of unity, France will be a a, a nation of unity, that there will not be division, but there will be oneness, there will be unity in the land, in the government, in the seven in the seven mountains of influence there will be unity in the land in the government in the government there will be unity in the homes in the marketplace there will be unity in the churches in their entertainment and there will be unity between um, um citizens and police men and women there will be unity in Every sector there will be uni- unity in the school system, there will be unity in the hospitals. I pray now there will be unity in the streets of Tor Sokorema. There will be unity. I declare declare that right now. I declare declare Psalms one hundred thirty three over France in the name of Jesus. It says behold how good and 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 how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity it's it is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard the beard of Aaron running down on the edges on the edge of his garments we pray right now because it says that for there for there the Lord commanded the blessing like forevermore because Zion was dwelling in unity so therefore what God allowed blessings to happen so i just pray instead of confusion instead of um war instead of um misunderstanding instead of riots instead of um people dying i command right now in the name of jesus the lord you would you will you will release your angels to to bring peace shalom into the streets into the places into the nation of france god Bring peace, Arubeso Korebatayana. Reki re itore basu Kore Rekatire isikarama. Father, I pray the Lord, You will send Your your wall of fire upon this nation. Show them, let the shield of faith be upon them, that it will quench every fiery dart of the enemy, be dismantled, be eradicated, be burned down, that your plans, your purpose, your protection, yes, your your defense, because you, you are a God of war, and you defend us, God, you defend us from the enemy's assignment. So, Father, I pray that you defend them from the enemy's assignment. God, I even pray now, the Lord, you will reveal what it is that you showed me, and even more, of it than, than what you showed me to, to the prophets and the apostles and the pastors and intercessors and the teachers and evangelists in, in France, that they will be able to start to intercede. Yes, indeed there are some of them that are already interceding. So Father, I pray the Lord you've them the strength, the the, the, the boldness, God, uh, to be able to continue to pray and war in the spirit uh, against what the enemy wants to do. I pray for a covering over the little kids, Lord. Covering over the school system in France. The Lord, you will cover them from every assignment of the enemy. Oh God, I feel the fire on my hands. I pray healing upon that land right now in the name of Jesus. That everything that is out of order, God, you will put it back into order. Everything that everything that is out of shape, God, you will align it in the name of Jesus. I I pray the Lord the greed that is in the hearts of those that are in, in in leadership in in the governmental sector. I pray the Lord you will continue to work on your heart, God. That you will give them a heart of sympathy, a heart of patience, a heart of love toward the citizens. Lord, that, they, that yes, indeed, the currency will be. We will we, we'll be better again father that they will not be greed in, in 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 the way of handling the money in France but father there will be those that will be integral with how they handle the financial uh, industry God in France and so I just pray for unity I pray for revelation I pray for wisdom and I pray for your protection God over these people your precious people God I pray right now in the name of Jesus I do pray amen all right, so let's go to um, Canada. What is God saying about Canada? Um, oh, Jesus! What is God saying about Canada? So let's let's uh, look at what it is. This um, message was from March, I believe it was. Yeah, it was during my birthday my birthday week that I was uh, doing this activity this assignment from my my class so this is what the lord says um you know the assignment was to prophesy about whatever the the lord leads you to prophesy about and i kept hearing canada 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 i was like okay lord let's let's do this so this is what the lord says about canada god says um, according to the word of God, I'm prophesying to Canada right now. And if you are somebody in Canada, I want you to take this word. If you have ears to hear, let let your ears hear. If you have eyes to see, let your eyes see in the realm of the spirit. I pray even now, that, even now that the things that I don't say, you will get revelation. And you will get more of what it is that God is saying that you will be able to add to it. Because we prophesy in part and we know in part. So I just pray that as I'm speaking the word of the Lord to you, That you will get revelation and you will even be able to see in your own display. You get visions from the Lord. You get clarity, understanding. You will get revelation. You get understanding. You get knowledge. And you will start out the burden to pray for this country. So, this is what the Lord says for Canada Wisdom is the principal thing. In all thy getting, get understanding. Proverbs 4 7. The Lord is speaking to the leaders in Canada right now. So, if you're a leader in Canada, I want you to listen. Because the Lord is speaking to you directly. Um, It's important that when you are a leader, your heart is right. Your heart is right. Because out of your heart, the enemy can cause issues to flow out. Or out of your heart, God, if you yield your heart to the Lord, he can cause um, the right things, righteous things to flow out. So, um, the Lord is speaking to the leaders in Canada. This includes the political sector and the family. Concerning the family, uh, I'm focusing on the mountain of influence of government and family. Uh, for family, I'm focusing on fathers. Those that are, are the the lead the leaders of the house. Okay. You could be a biological father, you could be a you know a father that, that adopted kids, whatever it is your role is as a leader of the house. Fathers. pertaining to the seven mountains of influence okay i'm talking about these two sectors government and family many issues have risen up in canada but those in leadership have leaned on their own understanding and vision instead of seeking the need and the success of the people as a community as a whole the lord the lord says that he blesses unity psalms 133 find unity In home, in the home, and hold on to the blessings, okay? Because when you find unity, blessings will flow. It will flow in a way that is authentic, it will flow in a way that is very um, natural. You don't have to force it, you don't have to lie, you don't have to cheat. it will flow because there is unity in that place. There is unity in the political sector. There is unity in the family. So as I was um, listening to the Lord, I I saw a waterfall. So I, I saw a waterfall that is blocked. And the blockage is in the heart. So what I saw was like a waterfall. But I saw that it was blocked. And so I asked the Lord, what is happening? And he said, you're seeing the heart of men. That their heart is blocked. So I pray that may God bring healing to the hearts of the fathers in the family and the, and the wives and the children as well. So if you are a leader in your house, you gotta, you gotta be very careful because the enemy can cause your heart to be blocked out of issues that you're going through in your marriage or, or in your job. Stress can cause you to block your heart from being the leader that your children need and that your wife need, and even that the Lord needs you to be and that you need for yourself. So the Lord is saying that what he showed me was a waterfall that was blocked. And so therefore the flow of what God wanna bring cannot flow as it should. Uh, to the political sector, this is what God is saying. Faith and resilience in the plans of God will open up opportunities that the country has been waiting for to connect more with other countries. So your faith and your resilience is important to help you, propel you, to shift you into the place that you've been waiting to connect with other countries so that you can have alliances that are good, so that you can have a great marketplace Product, you can have, um, you know, uh, good relationship with other countries that can help the country of Canada to grow and mature and be and be even much better than it is now. But the thing is that there is pride in the heart. There is pride in the heart that is blocking it. There, but God has a divine connection. Okay. There is a divine connection God is desiring to bring between Canada and other European countries. There is a lot of Europe countries that the Lord want to connect Canada with. But because there is pride, pride is something that is standing in the way. Okay, there is pride that is standing in the way because each country thinks that they can be better. They can do it by themselves so they can sustain by themselves. There's that pride and judgment, judgment and pride. And so if you're somebody who is in Canada, you need to stop praying for the heart of the leaders, that there, there's not pride in their heart, okay? And also the you know, pride in the other European countries, that they don't have pride and judgment in their heart. Because the thing is that, you know, God is a God that, that knows what's best for us. And he, he doesn't force things to happen. He makes, he gives suggestions. And if, if we don't take it, he will cause somebody else to step into that place to help whatever he needs to uh do to cause what he needs to happen happen you know uh god could tell somebody to bless you with three hundred dollars but it could be judgment in the heart of the person that could stop the person from actually blessing you and even receiving blessings from the lord so what will god do if he sees that there's pride in that person's heart and judgment in that person's heart not to give you the three the 300 that he's trying to bless you with he will cause somebody else to step in and bless you with that $300 because he knows that you, des- you, you need it and you deserve it. So wherever there is pride and judgment, the country that's supposed to profit will not be able to profit from what God is trying to do. And so let's pray against that, uh, against that pride and judgment spirit. Also, I saw that some leaders have been leading with greed and God hates injustice. Okay, so God is saying that repent and turn back your heart to the well-being of the people, especially those who are minorities and and people who are out of, who, who came out of state or who came out of the country, who came from other countries to where you are. He says that there is injustice that is happening toward the minorities in Canada. God is saying, why have you rebelled against my plans, Canada? and seek after strange things you say you know that you are my children but your heart has sinned against my word so God is saying that there is a, a rebellious spirit in Canada right now and God wants to arrest that heart of rebellion and bring him back to, and, and bring you all back to himself God says why do you flatter with your lips but your heart is far from me Canada repent and turn back you backslide in Israel, and he led me to Jeremiah three six. Let's see what Jeremiah three six talks about. And I hope that you guys are taking note uh, because this is very, um, this is the flow of the Lord. And like I said, I'm not a prophet that tell you prosperity all the time. I talked about how God want to connect and bring and bring blessings into Canada. But God also wants to do, you know, do surgery on the heart of people. Um, so I'm not somebody that come and just tell you prosperity, prosperity. I tell you what the Lord says. Jeremiah 3, 6, it says, The Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree, and there played the harlot. So that's what the Lord is saying about the backsliding nature of what some of the people in Canada are doing. So um, continuing with the prophetic word. So for going forward, you come to God as his children. The Lord says, I, your father, would never turn my back to you fear me and do my will live in righteousness and according to my word and i will make you ruler over other nations i have risen many prophets in this land which is the land of canada to guide gates i have placed in position for you but you have silenced them even the little ones what is god saying here that he has risen up prophets in the land God does not do anything until what? He reveals it to his prophet, his servant, right? He's risen them up to guide the to guide gates. What gates? The different gates. There are um, different gates in, in the realm of the spirit, okay? That is in regions, okay? There are different gates. Gates of um, deliverance. There's uh, gates of prosperity. There are different gates that, that, that the Lord in, in the realm of the spirit has positioned. I always say that every church has a gate where there are angels that, that guard the portals, the, the, the gates of worship. There are angels that guard the gates of of the money that is collected in, in the place. There are angels that guard the gates of um, um the progression of the church. Okay, they're angels that guard the, the gates of prayer in the church intercession. They angels that guard the gate of the gates of sermon, of worship, of different things, even even the children's ministry. So when you bring it into a brother's a broad sense, a broad sense, think about it bigger. Think about it in a way of a, of a nation, of a country. The different gates that the Lord has, gates that guard family, gates that, you know, gates for family, gates for the government, gates for um, the marketplace, gates for the uh, religion, the the churches, gates for um, the entertainment industry. Okay, God has gates that each prophet is called to guide. And how did they guide it? They pray and they prophesy. And what God is saying is that many, many of them have been positioned to pray for these gates. Like for me, my gate to pray for Canada is family and government. But God is saying that many of the prophets that he's put his word in their belly, like how Jeremiah said, it's like fire shall shut up in my bones. When they come to try and prophesy to you, And tell you what says the Lord, you are silencing them. And he said, even the little ones, you're silencing them. The little ones, the Samuel prophets, the little ones that are growing up, that they they are able to see certain things that God shows them, even them you're silencing. God is saying, break from your habit of pride and fetch out your right standing with me. I raise up kings and I sit them down. It says in Daniel 2, 21. Daniel 2 21, when God was telling about how He is the one that raises up kings and sits them down. He is the one that commissions people in position, right? He told um, Samuel the prophet to go and anoint David. He raises up kings and sits them down because what? David, David was about to take Saul's position. You know he he told uh, elijah to go in and put his you know anoint and put his mantle on elisha why because his position was about to start to happen he was about to step into position he told moses to anoint who joshua because he was about to take the mantle he was about to take the, the position so the lord knows how to sit down kings and raise them up. So Daniel 2.21, Daniel 2.21 says, it says here, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Let's continue. It says, God says, I will restore you as though you were never broken. Find righteousness, find holiness, find healing, find my heart. Restoration is coming upon Canada in, in this season. Matthew 6.33 was what God led me to, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Seek what first? Seek ye first. Now, I'm not saying that every church or every person in Canada is not seeking the Lord. No, but God is speaking to the majority of the people. You know, COVID, COVID has done a lot to people. Some, some people have been drawn to Christ, and some people have left the faith. So I believe that God is talking to those that are basically playing the harlot. They have left the faith. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And also God is talking about gang violence. Gang violence. Gang uh, god is saying that the gang violence and domestic violence in the land needs to stop what is happening the, the the violence in the homes and in the streets needs to stop there's gang violence and also domestic violence in canada and god said it needs to stop it says uh, i have not made you to hate each other oh my god the lord says i have not made you in canada you know, those that are in Canada, God says, I have not made you to hate each other, but to live in love and hope for greater future. Fear is not the way to lead, but humility is a tool to use. And so this is the message to Canada from the Lord um, about what it is that he wants to do. Okay, what it is that he wants to do. And... um One thing I, I saw was also I saw chaos coming from the north, coming from the north. I don't I don't really know what countries are at the north of Canada. Let me look it up real quickly. Uh, I saw chaos coming from the north. Um, I don't know which countries that is trying to send chaos, but god says that he will raise up a standard against it he will raise up a standard against it his battle acts will defend you and also seeking revenge for past issues is not the way to go but god is the god of vengeance so therefore come to him as children of his So I see chaos coming from the north, Um, I don't know how that is going to come, but I see it coming from the north, Um, so God is going to defend you. I don't know what the chaos is, it could be weather, it could be, um, all I'm thinking about is weather, but it could be something else as well. So if you're somebody that lives in Canada, just pray for Canada. yeah just pray for Canada so um, this is what the Lord says concerning Canada and I hope that you are able to receive what God is saying and pray this is a a, a call to pray I don't come here and share these things just so we can see it happen you know God reveals so that we can pray and stop the enemy or change our hearts you know, be able to look at ourselves in the mirror and be better, right? If you're going on a, a different, a, a, a bad pathway, God will send His message so that you can go on the right pathway, right? Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, but he wanted he wanted to go to Tashus, and what did God do? He sent a, a a fish to come and minister to him, in a way. The fish The fish did not talk to him, but he, he got some quiet time, three days in, in the fish belly. And he got time to really think and, you know, decide and really ponder some things. So, and even pray, he prayed in, in, in the belly of the fish, he prayed. So God knows how to intervene, to put you on the right path to basically, uh, Cause you to be corrected, cause you to have instructions, so that you can be in His will. So this this uh, prophetic message is for Canada, and also I talk about um, one for France. So this is what the Lord is saying. Um, I hope that you are somebody that's praying. Pray for the nations. Pray for each other. Um, and so I'm just gonna pray for canada right now father we thank you for this messages we thank you for revealing to heal we thank you for revealing to restore we thank you for revealing to expand we thank you for revealing to protect we thank you god for revealing lord to vindicate on the behalf of canada i just pray right now the lord you will place your shield over canada I thank you for the white cloth that you're bringing over the land, the purity, the unity, the love, the joy, the peace that you're bringing into that place, God, even for those that are minorities, Father. There are many of them that don't know what they're left from, their right, but God, I pray in the coming days that you will give them Solomon wisdom you will give them wisdom god blow your wisdom upon them let them seek the word of god in proverbs god give them open the the, the veil open 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 the way open the revelations of proverbs to them that they will be able to gain wisdom not just not just from your word god but also from you directly god as they pray to you that they will be in tune with in with your ear gates god they will be able to hear you directly and discern what it is that you're doing god because You are a God that knows the seasons and the times. As a Father, I pray even now for the government in, in Canada. I pray for the hearts of men in, in this land that you've placed in position, that you trust to put them in position. Many of them have started to behave like Moses. They think that they can do what it is that they want to do to see the water come out of the rock. But, Father, you did not call them to do it in that way, but you instructed them with strategic plan and strategic, strategic instructions to be able to do it how you called them to And so I come against the spirit of greed that is happening in their hearts and in their minds uh, and even in their eye gates. I pray the Lord you will start to purify them. Oh, yes, indeed, Isaiah said, woe is me for I am undone I am a man of unclean lips and I live among the people of unclean lips many of them are like Isaiah right now they are a man of unclean lips unclean eyes unclean heart God and they live among people of unclean eyes unclean lips and unclean heart God so I just pray right now that Jehovah Gabor I pray now that Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Jireh Jehovah El Shaddai God that you will step in Oh, you will step in right now, God. I pray, Jehovah Rapha, that you will do surgery. You are, the, you are the great physician. Start to do the surgery upon them. But first, help help them to be able to discern. I pray for conviction upon them. Holy Spirit, you are the one that convicts people. You are the one that can do the conviction even though, even better than anybody can. So I just pray that you will give them visitations. Holy Spirit, in these coming days, within four days, let, let, let the Holy Spirit go and convict them. That they will start to wake up at nighttime and start to pray pray and intercede and even bow down before you and repent God that in the coming weeks that conviction will start to move into the way that they do what they're supposed to do and they do it. They will do it rightly they will do it with a righteous mindset I decree and declare Philippians 4 8, over their mind that they will think of things that are pure of things that are righteous of things, of things that are good report concerning the land concerning the position that you're giving them and I may pray the Lord those that you've seen that your heart are still bitter and not right God you can remove them out of position and put the right people in that position or even give them give the assignment to somebody else, Lord. I even pray now for the family, for the fathers in this land. Many of them have so much on their shoulders. Many of them uh, have so much weighing down on them. They, they feel like they have to do it, do it by themselves. But Father, I pray even now that they will stop looking at themselves as the answer and look to you again, God. Many of them have turned their eyes from from looking at you as your source and looking at themselves as their source. Many of them, oh yes, I even see some of them now, some of of the men looking at their hands, like their hands is the one that is going to provide for them. But God, you are the one that provides. Help them not to look at their hands as the source, but your hand is the source. Because out of your hand, God, you formed us. You formed us, Lord, from dust. Out of your breath, you formed us. So Father, why is it that they have this time in this season of COVID nineteen, in this season of difficulty, they are looking to themselves. For we are ma- we, we are we are mortals. God, we are mortals, and so I pray right now, the Lord, you will help them to shift their focus from their own understanding, from their own uh, strength, God, to your strength. Help them to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that Lord Jesus will be called wonderful counselor prince of peace everlasting father and the government is sitting on his shoulders many of these men they have put the government on their shoulders instead of on the shoulders of jesus so i pray right now help them to help them to cast your cares on you for you care for them oh you care for them father you care for them And so I pray right now that they will start to remove the heavy burdens, the baggages that they're carrying around, the baggage of worry, the baggage of anger, the baggage of misunderstanding, the baggage of stress. God, oh, the baggage of sleepless nights that they are carrying around. They will lay at your feet and they will say, Lord, take it, it is yours. I pray that, Lord, you will send your angelic hosts to go forth and help them. Indeed, you are the battle axe that they need in this moment. And whatever chaotic thing that is happening from the north, I pray the Lord, you cancel it right now. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. And I pray the Lord, you will start to send your angels to protect them. Oh, yes. I pray for strength for those prophets that you've positioned, and even intercessors and prayer warriors and pastors and teachers and apostles that you've put in position to guard the gates that you've placed in that nation of Canada. I even pray the Lord, you will send your angels to guard these gates, Lord, to strengthen the bars on these gates, God, that no demonic assignment will go through those gates, Father. And I even pray for the Samuel of Samuel, that they will start to be bold as lions, bold, God, to be able to speak your word. No person Will be able to taint them or quiet them because the words of the Lord, we are not to quiet the little ones. They we are the basal core mataya. We are to bring them to you, God. They have an assignment, God. Let us let, let us not despise their youth, Father. Help us, God, help the state the, the, the nation of Canada to be able to accept and welcome these little ones that you're maturing and growing up. I thank you, Lord. And I bless your holy name. And it's in the name of Jesus we do pray. We seal this with the blood of Jesus and we thank you. God, I come against the gang violence that is happening. The Holy Spirit, just reminded me. I pray against uh, violence in the family, in in houses, God. Men being violent toward women. Women being violent toward men. I just pray right now that, Lord, you will... uh, you will send deliverance upon them they need to be delivered from the spirit of anger the spirit of violence the spirit of rage god as i just pray that lord you will help them to be better in how they handle each other I pray for love, 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 love. Yes, the fruit of love to pour into the family and into the streets, into the those that are in the gang. I just pray, the Lord, they will know that they are loved by you, God. They are loved by their family. They are loved by their friends. Lord, I pray that you will send people I pray, the Lord, you will send evangelists into the street to evangelize to these gang members God that their life will be changed in the coming months in in, in within two months I pray and I prophesy right now I decree declare the clear Lord those that are in gangs will start to come out of the out of the gang industry out of the gang community God and start to step into into the righteousness of God into the plans of God that you have for them they will start to step into ministries they will start to step into the marketplace they will start to step into where you want them to go that they will leave behind the, the violence, they will leave behind the societies that they have ensnared themselves into but they will step out and repent and say lord jesus i am here use me as your vessel they will say yes indeed i know a god that has loved me even in my darkest days they will say yes indeed the things that i did i know a god that has cleansed me out of all of them he does not remember it anymore oh yes indeed many of them will be like the woman at the well you went through samaria just for that woman god Many of them are going to meet you at their Samaria. They're going to say, come and see a man who's told me about all that I have done and still love me. So, Father, I pray. That you will snatch them out of that spirit of of rage, that spirit of gang violence in the name of Jesus. I pray for restoration of, of upon marriages in Canada. I pray the Lord, the violence is on the way. I pray the Lord, the violence is on the way. I pray the Lord, pray the violence is on the Lord, Re de siki karabauri it mee me soto ro now you will start to pourabba sekaraabatal is that a poor god um fear of the lord upon them yeah the fear of the lord upon them upon those that are in marriages that are abusing their spouse i pray the lord you will give them a fear like you gave to saul ah yes on, on on the on his road god his road that he was on His road to Damascus that he was on. Let the fear of God come upon them in the name of Jesus. Let the fear of God come upon them that they will stop being violent. They will stop being rageful. God, they will stop being hateful. Father, but they will have love. They will have love. They will have love. Because you are pouring your love and your mercy and your your, uh, grace upon them. I pray for repentance, Lord, to fall in the rooms of these houses. In the name of Jesus, I pray the Lord you send angels to minister to these people that are are, are violent toward their spouses. And I pray for um, ministries that will be able to pour into them and help them be better, God. Help them come out of that and help them to be better men and women of God. I just pray the Lord you will send people to help them restore their marriage, God a marriage and even those that are not able to to um help help your husbands be better god i pray that you will help them to come out of that marriage help them to leave that marriage for the safety of them of them and also for the safety of the kids as well and i pray that you will help that person if it's the man or the woman god that needs to to meet you to meet you at a secret place god that you can wash them and purify them incentivize them and make them better and so I plead the blood of Jesus over this prayer. And I seal it in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. Alright, so this is the message for Canada and France. Um, I'm going to play this song and I want to encourage somebody concerning interruptions of the Lord. Uh, you might be somebody that's listening right now and you feel like God is keep interrupting your, your plans, you know. It says in the word of God that man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And I want to give you some encouragement because I believe that God wants to speak to your heart and speak to your your vision. um, So that you know that his interruptions are ordained and they are important in your whole total plan that he has for you. So that he has for you. So uh, listen to this song and I hope that it, it edifies you. And please, please, please keep Canada and France, whatever country the Lord is leading you to pray about, of course, we have to pray for Ukraine and Russia as well. So keep those two countries in prayer. One of the things that the Lord told me um, back in March was that they, they, uh, as I was praying for Ukraine, uh, the, the Lord was leading me to pray for those that are hidden spies in Ukraine. Uh, they, are, they are women that are like Esther. Okay, they have the Esther anointing. There are actually Ukrainians that are in Russia that the Lord wants to use to minister to their husbands and minister to the, those that are in leadership that they can speak to just as um, Esther spoke to the king on behalf of her people. And so I just pray that you will pray for boldness upon those that are hidden, that are spies, that are hidden in Russia, that can really use their voice as an instrument to help free the nation of Ukraine. And bring peace into the nations. So um, in this moment, take time as this worship music is happening. As you listen to this worship music, I just hope that you will pray. Just take this moment to pray. Really take time out to just pray for these three countries. uh, France, Russia, Ukraine, and Canada. And also whatever country God leads you to pray for.
1: Just wait.
0: back guys. So I play the song Arise by Embassy Worship. I also play the song God I Look to You by Embassy Worship. Um, I hope that that, those songs really minister to your heart. I love worship music. It's so common and it just draws you closer to God, you know, because he says he inhabits in our praises, right? So I want to encourage somebody today about these um, interruptions of God. You know, God is a God of interruptions. We see that in the whole Bible with Jesus being interrupted consistently. Um, and I want to talk to somebody because I, I really feel that this is something that somebody needs to know um, and also be encouraged about because it's like your life has been consistently interrupted by God and you're like, what is next, Lord? Like, what is next? What else can you pull out of your sleep? You're like, Lord, you this happened and that happened. I thought it was going to be this way or that way. You know, many of us like... At a certain age, we want to be married. At a certain age, we want to have kids. At a certain age, we want to buy a house. At a certain age, we want to, you know, move to this place. At a certain age, we we want to do this and do that and do this. But we all know that man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, we can have all the puzzle pieces together, but God comes and just scrap all of the puzzle pieces down on the floor, or he comes and just mess it all up. Why? Because he has a better plan and he has a a more important reason why. Many people, many women, and you know, men of God want to get married at a certain age, for example, and you're like, at age 27, that is the perfect age to get married. But God is like, no, at age 34, you're like, what? No, Lord. 27, God is like, 34. Why? Because during the time before that 34th year, he has you probably writing a book, probably studying a ministry, probably starting a business, probably traveling to this place and that place. Because your future husband or your future wife, if you're a man, is also doing those things. So when you guys meet together, that interruption that you had for your plans to get married at 27 is put to the side because you realize that, wait a minute. While you were doing this, he was doing that also. And God brought you guys together because, you know, marriage is about love and purpose. So when you both have that together, it becomes a miracle. It becomes a beautiful thing. Many people want to get married and have kids at a certain age, but God is like, nope that age is better, because I have this plan, because if, if you have kids at this age, this was going to happen, you're not going to focus on what I want you to do, and the same with marriage, because, you know, the Bible talks about how, in in Corinthians, it talks about how, you know, it, it, the, the, the difference between a, a wife and a virgin, a virgin meaning a single person, because back back in that time, people who were not married were virgins, it's not as prevalent as it is now, but the difference between a, a wife and a virgin is that a wife is trying to please her husband but a virgin like how paul says we you know he he would hope that we' all be like him unmarried and focusing on on the kingdom of God um for a virgin her or his desire is to please the lord so normally when people who want to um, get married at a certain age is not married they're like god is interrupting your whole life and they're not happy because normally we have this set ideal time that we think this should be but we know that we serve the god who is alpha and omega he is the beginning from the end he knows all he can see all he wrote genesis to revelation he knows everything that we need to know for our lives just as he blessed Ad, um, Adam and Eve with with children, he blessed Abraham and Sarah with kids. But they came at a certain time, right? They didn't come at their young age. They came at a certain time. Just as he blessed with Elizabeth, she had a, a baby at a at an old age. God has interruptions for a reason, and it's not fun. It's not fun at all. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and be like, oh yeah. God's interruption is so fun. Sometimes it's very scary. Sometimes it's uncertain. Sometimes, sometimes you're like, it's scary. Sometimes you're like, where is this going? You just don't know what's next. But that's when you have to say, Lord, I look to you. I trust you. Even though I don't understand all of it, I know that you have my best interests at heart. And it's not always easy to say that. It's not. You know, the, the man who was on his way, the good Samaritan, he was on his way to go and, you know, wherever he was going, but he got interrupted by the man who was beaten on the side of the road, the priest didn't want to you know, stop and help him, but guess what, he was interrupted, he was it was a, a surprise to him to find a man and just leave him there, he did not want to do that, he got interrupted, so I want you to know that, you know, God is in the interruptions, and it's not always fun. But he has a plan, a way bigger plan than we do. God's inter- God interruptions of our lives yield blessings. Whenever Jesus was interrupted, a miracle was born. So don't be frustrated, but welcome God's interruptions. It's evident that there is a miracle on the way. For me personally, I will say this. I remember when I had an apartment. And in my apartment, I sign a one-year lease for that apartment and as I got into the apartment and I prayed and you know anointed a place and uh as an interior designer I have a lot of like ideas in my mind about how to design the place and so I was like let me just you know pray about it and see what God says as well if he has any input into it and so I'm over here like sitting down listening I'm like, Lord how should I design the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, the bathroom, all of that, because I have all of these ideas, and I did not hear anything, and I'm like, okay, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, um, nudged me and be like, hey, you know, ask about how long you should be staying here, and I asked, and the Lord said, two months, and I'm like, two months, I literally just signed a one-year lease, and you want me to stay here for two months, but you know, I know the voice of God because the the Bible says that you know his sheep knows his voice, a stranger they did not listen to, right? So when you know the voice of God, you don't you don't question what you heard God say. So what did I do? I did not decorate. I told him to hold on to my furniture. And I decorated my my part of my live I mean part of my, my bedroom, and that was it. Every single day I walk into my apartment. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is so crazy, but I know what God said, so I'm just gonna keep on obeying and wait it out for two months. Cause I don't wanna, you know, build my furniture on, put everything, put all the stuff on the wall, and then have to like take off from work and then re, you know, remove all of them down. I don't know where I'm gonna live in two months, but God knows. So after a month, I'm like, this is, oh Jesus, I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith, not by sight, because I heard it in faith was going to happen. And then two months came. They moved me to a different apartment, which I loved way better than the other one. And it was a blessing. So my plan was to get into my apartment, start decorating, live in there, enjoy it. Enjoyed a place for a year, but God was like, Nope, I'm gonna interrupt because this is not where I want you to live for, for a year. I want you to live in this other apartment. And so, I'm trying, I'm, I'm sharing this to let you know that God will speak to you in, to interrupt you, to tell you to hold on, to tell you to wait, to tell you to sit, to tell you to hold on to wait. God will nudge you on certain things. You got to obey because He sees the bigger picture than, than we do. He knows the big, the bigger picture. He he sees it all. He knows it all. He might, oh my God, he might even tell you do not do not marry that person. He might even tell you do not go to that job, do not take that job, or do, or do not, you know, um, do not go to travel to this place, because he has something better for you. I want us to look at Matthew eight five. Matthew eight five. Matthew eight five says uh, about how. Jesus had just entered the town of Capernaum, um, and he was interrupted by a by a centurion. Excuse me, by a centurion. It's it's around nine o'clock here, PM. So it's almost my bedtime. Um, so uh, he literally uh, was interrupted interrupted by a centurion. So it says here that um, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him. Saying, "Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented." And Jesus said unto him, "Jesus." And Jesus said to him, "I will come and heal him." And then the centurion said, "Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed." And this is a man who just literally walked in faith before the Messiah. He said, and Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Here is Jesus on his way to Capernaum. And he got interrupted by this centurion man who is coming to plead with Jesus for the healing of his servant. You know, healing is an interruption because healing is miraculous. Healing is supposed to disrupt something that's scientifically supposed to happen. Being healed from cancer is interruption. Being healed from pain is interruption. Why? Because according to science, science and according to the natural course of life, this should be happening. But when interruption comes, miracle comes. And we see here that a miracle came because the, the centurion servant was healed. Let's look at uh, Matthew eight for Matthew 8, um, fourteen to fifteen. This is about when Jesus um, healed Peter's mother-in-law now when jesus had come into peter's house he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever so he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them and this is when jesus you know came to peter's house and he could have been like oh you sick okay well that's between you and the lord so god be with you no jesus took it upon himself to heal because he came to set the captives free right he came to heal the broken hearted. He came to heal, and so I, you know, I'm sharing these things because these are things, these are, these are uh, situations and circumstances that Jesus was presented to allow a miracle to happen, allow healing to take place, allow something supernatural to happen. Many of us we go on our day to day and we meet people, and we don't recognize, we are not sensitive to God's prompting for interruptions to happen today uh, as I was coming from work I was driving and as I was driving to home the Lord was telling me Bernice I want you to park when you get home park at your home but do not get out stay in your car for a while and you know God does put a burden on us until that burden is lifted you you don't really know what's next and so I just sat in my car for about literally like five minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here. And I, I was just like, you know, enjoying the, enjoying the time of just sitting in my car. And then I heard this woman come and pass by. And then she was talking on her phone about uh, her, her 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 she had an illness. And so her friend was worried. And I overheard the conversation. And then the Lord told me, I want you to intercede for her. That was an interruption. My, my day was interrupted because of this woman that the Lord told me to sit and wait for her to come. I didn't know she was coming, but God told me just sit and wait because that was his command for me to do that. Because he wanted me to hear that conversation so that I can, I can pray for that woman. I did not go up to her door, you know, and say, oh, hey, God told me to pray for you. No, I don't need to do that. I just pray for her. It's between me and God. And I'm sharing it because I want you to also be interrupted and pray for her as well. Because the Bible says that, you know, we are to confess our sins one to another, right? So that we can be healed, right? The 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 the, uh, the church was praying for Peter who was in prison. Sometimes illness can be a prison for people. So pray for her. I don't know her name. I don't know her from anywhere. But I, I'm sharing it because I want you to pray for her as well. You know, we can touch and agree on that. And I know she's already healed in Jesus' name. But... Pray for her as well. Uh, Pray for her peace as well and her family. Um, So we see that Jesus was interrupted and he was okay with that. Sometimes, you know, you meet your coworker, might be sick. This this is an opportunity to pray for your coworker. You know, that person, like there's somebody here, God has been telling you to pray for your coworker, but you just keep ignoring it. You just keep, that is your, that's part of your assignment to be that to be a prayer warrior for your for your um your office you know maybe your coworkers having a divorce issue pray for that maybe they're having marital issues pray for that maybe you, you know a friend who's about to join a certain fraternity or sorority and you're like this is not the right place this is not the right thing to do it will not end well pray for them you know if maybe and, and talk, to them, talk to them about it. You know, um, maybe you, um, somebody's going to get married to somebody. And you're like, uh, I don't think this is the right person. I don't think you're, you're making the right decision here. Pray for that person and talk to that person. There are interruptions that we, 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 we are like good Samaritans in this world. That we, we get opportunity to, to intercede for people and meet people. God strategically allow people to come into our lives, or for us to come into people's lives, so that we can be interrupted and 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 birth out miracles. Okay. Um, Matthew twenty three twenty seven. It says, "Well, I'll go to Matthew twenty, uh, Matthew eight twenty twenty eight to thirty four. This is about as soon as uh, they finished their journey across the Sea of Galilee." uh jesus was interrupted again this time by two demons possessed jesus drove out the demons and they were made whole jesus saw these men with demons and he didn't say oh well woe is you you deal with your demons no he cast those demons out of that person because they were tormented that's what demons do they torment people now i'm not saying that go around and go command demons out you don't want to be like the sons of Sceva, you don't want the demons to jump on you, because, you know, you know in order to be a deliverer, minister, deliverer, deliverer, or cast out demons, you got to be in a certain authority, because you cannot go out there with your authority, you cannot, it, It's it's a it's a certain mandate that is on you to do that, okay, but sometimes, you know, people's um day to day issues can be the demon like you can I remember one time uh I, I and i'm giving personal examples because I want you to uh be able to understand what i'm saying uh when I talk about these specific things i remember I had a coworker who was suicidal, and the Lord was telling me about her before I got to work actually the the day before I got to work, and so I was praying for her. And so when I got to work, I was like, Lord, what do I do? I got to work early. I went to her door. I started praying over her door, over her room. I didn't enter her room because her door was locked. But when she came, the Lord told me, hey, I want you to minister to her. I want you to just encourage her. So I went to encourage her. I told her she looked nice. I, you know, boost up her confidence, you know. And then I don't, I'm not going to share why she was suicidal, but uh, boost up her confidence and then i told my boss and my boss knew i'm I'm very christian uh god allowed me to lead her to salvation praise the lord for that and she she was like bernice i i, I know you hear god i'm gonna go also and talk to her so we we both were interrupted like i had things to do and you know i had a whole research to manage but i put that aside and allowed the lord to interrupt me so i could help somebody fight their demon fight their suicidal spirits that are coming around her to cause her to want to kill herself. She didn't say she want to kill herself and I didn't go up to her and tell her, oh yeah, uh, the Lord told me you try to kill yourself. No, I was very professional about it in a way that she would never have known that I knew that. And my boss never told her that because, you know, she's also um, in the medical field. So she knows the signs of, you know, suicide. So she she already told me, yeah, she's already talked to her about that before, but i didn't know that, but I prayed for her, so when you meet certain people, they might not have a demon, but they might have spirits around them that 's your time to be like jesus in matthew eight twenty eight to thirty four be interrupted and start praying. We see here in um matthew twenty three twenty seven jesus, uh, jesus Jesus and his disciples are in a boat crossing the sea of galilee jesus is fast asleep there was a great storm and the waves were crushing against the boat they woke up jesus because they were very afraid jesus calmed the storm by saying peace be still every time he this man was sleeping on the boat they interrupted his sleep and told him hey this is what's happening he lifted up his hand and said peace be still so when you are in your place of resting there are times when god will wake me up and say hey i need you to pray intercede i, I you know i need you to read this word this bible sometimes he wake me up and give me a download of you know assignments my ministry started off from being woken up at 3:30 a.m. i want you to, i want you to do redemption conference to do what to help people when he said redemption conference i was i was trying to figure out am i supposed to go to a conference called redemption conference he's like no you're going to host redemption conference i'm like oh okay so when god interrupts your sleep it's for a purpose do not just roll over and go back to sleep ask him why am i up at 4 a.m why am i up at 3 30 why am i up when i'm trying to take a nap after church like, I just came from church, <laughs> right? Those Sunday church naps are the best. But those are the times where God is like, mm, it's time for me to talk to you, right? So don't just roll over. God has something to say to you. Jesus did not just roll over and be like, mm, y'all, you are disturbing me with these storm questions, issues. No, he came, he got up and rebuked it, okay? You never know. You might be the one that... You can pray something away out of a region or you know something that's about to happen okay that you can you can pray against it okay it's important to to pray when 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 God calls, calls you to pray I remember and I, I'm sharing personal experiences because I'm trying to build build up your faith okay from miracles because um interruptions birth miracles okay I remember when uh, I think two years ago, the Lord woke me up around 3.30 to pray. And I'm like, I'm praying, I'm praying, and God is like, pray for children. There's a shooting that is about to happen. And so I'm praying, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying against shootings, you know, school shootings. And literally, like, I prayed for like three hours, different things I prayed about. And then I lay down. And then I, I I messaged some of my my prophetic friends, uh, who are prophets and apostles, and I told them, hey, can you guys pray pray with me, please? Because I I feel we, this burden to pray is still still there. It's not lifted yet. And then after like thirty minutes, I uh, one of my friends sent me a message. He's like, hey, Bernice, what you were talking about? It just happened like twenty minutes ago. Like. Somebody was trying to, you know, shoot up a school, but the person was stopped. Because God interrupted people's sleep to cause them to pray for people that they've never met before. And I wasn't the only one praying. I know that God had other intercessors, other pastors, other prophets, other teachers, evangelists, prayer warriors, Christians, praying as well. So... You never know what it is that you're doing in the realm of the spirit when you obey God. Jesus, calm the storm. You don't. You don't know the kind of storm that you are. That you are allowing God to help you calm in somebody's life. Um, Matthew nine one to eight. Jesus crosses back over the Sea of Galilee to Carpinion. Uh, uh, to Carpinion. When he got there, people brought. A paralyzed man to him. Jesus takes the time to speak to him. Condemn the scribes and heal the man. See, he was crossing over back from the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. Capernaum. Oh, my God. (laughs) And literally, like, he got interrupted again. And what does he do? He speaks to him. He rebukes people who are religious, and then he heals the man. Do you see the the consistency of what happens here when Jesus got interrupted? Matthew 9, 18-26 talks about how not only does Jesus get interrupted during a sermon, but he, he gets interrupted while he's already being interrupted. He gets interrupted while he was already being interrupted. How? How does he do that? This is how he does that. Jesus was teaching his disciples when Jairus, a uh, a leader in a synagogue, approached him with some alarming news: his daughter had died. However, however, Jesus, however, he believed Jesus could restore her back to health. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, his hands, he laid his hands on her in the middle of the teaching to restore this girl back to normal. He was preaching and he was interrupted. Many pastors get interrupted by God when they're preaching. You can, you can study and put together the, 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 the faith sermon God told you to put together. When you get to that pulpit, he can interrupt your sermon because there's somebody there that needs to hear that specific word, that that specific example. He might tell you, preach from, um, um, you know, Romans, Romans 8 concerning faith. Then you get there and there is like a, a woman with the issue of blood. Maybe her issue of blood might not be actual issue of blood. It might be something else. It might be addiction. It might be sorrow. It might be anger. It might, it might be a loss of a child. And that woman finally got out of bed to come to church that day. And here it comes, you on a pulpit about a preach from Romans 8. And God is telling you, no, preach from the woman with the issue of blood. Many people should be able to hear God's voice and say, yes, I'm going to preach for the woman with the issue of blood. Though I don't know exactly what you want me to say, I'm just going to yield to the Holy Spirit and allow you to help me do that. So whenever you are a preacher, even like this message right now, I recorded it halfway and I realized that uh, it did not record all the way. So I had to start over and record it. So what I said before it's not what I, I'm saying right now. Why? Because God needed to bring certain other Bible verses that I did not say in the first in the previous recording to this one. So when you're a pastor and God interrupts your sermon, do not or even your service, do not be angered, do not be frustrated because you wanna be on time or you wanna the people to, to to leave on time or you're you wanna Put a schedule to it We cannot put a schedule to God We cannot put a schedule to the Holy Spirit Because what you do is that You limit the Work of God You limit what he wants to do in the room And I have been I have seen this I remember I had to go and preach Somewhere a couple years ago And when I got there God gave me a sermon Before I got there (coughs) Excuse me Before I got there, um, God gave me a sermon to, you know, well, he gave me prophetic words. But the sermon, he did not give me yet. Yeah, I remember now. He did not give me yet. He gave me prophetic words. And then he, he revealed to me that somebody needs healing in their body. And so I get there and I get to the parking lot. And I started to discern the, the healing that God wants to do. And so I get to the pulpit. Well, I get to the church. I say hi to people. I go sit down. I put my music in my ears. I listen to my worship music until it starts. And then it was my turn to go up and preach. And then when uh, literally like five minutes before I, I, I was going to go up and preach, God gave me the Bible verse to preach from, Psalms 91. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I would have loved it if you would have given it to me before I got here. But no, he wanted me to preach prophetically. <clears throat> he wanted me to listen to him and say what he says. And the Holy Spirit came in the room. It was a great time. Because I allowed him to interrupt what he wanted to say. The same thing happened the other time I went to preach I was feeling you know pain in my leg, and then God was telling me, Bernice, I'm trying to let you know that you know it's not pain it's not you. there's somebody there that needs healing in their leg, and so when you get there, I want you to pray healing over people. So I got there, but you know, when you are preaching at a a, a church, you have to abide by their rules, you have to abide by their time frame because they wanted to I mean I prayed and I preached and I and you know I prophesied I laid hands on people on on the kids and in the, the youth ministry and in the, the young adult ministry but I did not get to the point where I was supposed to pray for the for the for the pain in in the legs because they cut it short even though the Holy Spirit was still there, people were still crying and all of that. And when I got home, I repented. I repented because I realized that my assignment was not done. That I did not finish what God told me to do. And so if you're a pastor, you, when you don't allow God to interrupt the service, you don't allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt the service, you stagnate. What could have happened? Those people could have gotten healing on your on your leg. I knew that very well. But that's also a place where he, you know, miracles were not allowed. That's you know that's a whole story. But that you know, a, a certain churches don't don't believe in healing. And you know, the Bible says that Jesus could not heal because in that specific place because what many of them did not believe many of them had doubts <clears throat> but the word of God says that we are going to do more more miracles than Jesus did so as a pastor or a teacher you know a leader you gotta let the Holy Spirit interrupt whenever I go somewhere and the Holy Spirit is not it's not coming with me I'm not going because if I go, it's nothing's gonna happen. We're just gonna both, both look at each other, you know. If the Holy Spirit don't, don't come, nothing's gonna happen. So when I'm I'm ministering somewhere, I'm like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is coming, and whatever He wants to do, you got. You, we have to do it because if not, then I I can't really minister, you know. Because I want to obey what God is saying. I want to obey what God is. Of course, I'm going to respect the house, you know, the the things of the house. And God is not going to override, you know, um, respect, right? He's not going to override respect. But one thing is that God does not shy away from overcoming religiosity, okay? Um, I've seen God do miracles, In a place that was very religious. And it literally shifted the whole church mandate. They realized that they were missing out on great things of the Lord. Now of course every church has its own mandate. But that specific church. God wanted to shift into the miraculous. Into the healing um, sector of ministry. And every church you have healing and miracles. But. But. Not every church is ready. You know, it's a process for some churches. But anyway, um, so Jesus it got interrupted a lot. I want, I want you to look at Matthew 9, 37, 30, Mark 10, 46, 52, Matthew nineteen thirteen to 15. Jesus was interrupted a lot. And miracles were birthed. He allowed the interruptions. A lot of interruptions as a good Samaritan. When you see that person on the side of the road, allow it. Allow the interruptions to pray for somebody you don't know. Maybe you might be driving home and you see somebody on the side of the road or walking. And God put an unction in your heart to pray for them. Pray for them. Allow the interruption. Because when you slow down and recognize the interruptions of God. You then appreciate it with expectation for a miracle to happen. God knows what he's doing in your life. He knows what he's doing in other people's lives. Just as, you know, Jesus is been interrupted. Somebody has been interrupted to help you that you don't even know they're, they're praying for you or they're helping for you or they're helping you. Every church I go to that the Lord leads me to, I'm always led to pray for the pastor, the lead pastor. That is always part of my assignment is to pray for the pastor or the person that is under me or oh, excuse me, the person that, that I'm under, the person that is leading, that is over me. If I'm in a ministry, wherever I'm under, I'm praying for that leader in that ministry. They don't know I'm praying for them. I'm not going to go up to them and, oh yeah, pastor, the Lord told me this, this, this is about you and I'm praying for you. No, <laughs> no, God will not talk to me if, if I ever do that. Unless he told me to go and tell them that. And he has sometimes. But he does it in a way that, that people can swallow it. But majority of the time I'm praying, I'm seeing things and I pray for them. Why? Because it's part of my 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 mandate as a, a a sheep under a shepherd. I'm supposed to pray for my shepherd. Right? So if God moves me to another shepherd, I'm praying for that shepherd too. So God allows us to pray for each other, intercede for each other. If Jesus was interrupted, why are you frustrated to be interrupted as his disciple? God will allow people to interrupt you and God Himself will interrupt you. You gotta handle handle it like how Jesus did. He allowed it. Jesus allowed it. So you gotta allow it. Yes, sometimes it's uncomfortable. You're like, Oh my god, Bernice, you don't understand. Like I have all these plans and God wants me to stay here or want me to go here, want me to do this, or want me not to do this, want me to leave this and, and and it's so much. I I just want to be able to just do this my way. We never want to do it our way. We want to do it the Lord's way. Because our way is tainted. Because we don't see everything. God sees everything. God sees everything that we don't see. So, yes, it might be frustrating. You want it to happen now. But God is saying, wait. You want it to happen now. But God is saying, Maybe tomorrow. You want, it, you want it to happen later on. But God is saying right now. He will prepare you. He will armor you up. And get you ready. Just have trust and believe him. And let him interrupt your life. Because interruptions. As we can see in Jesus' life. Whenever he was interrupted. A miracle happened. Healing happened. Something great came out of it. And that's how we are able to read about it. Because he was interrupted. So, in this season of your life, what is God doing? What is the interruptions of the Lord that you can identify, and how can you ask God to help you handle those interruptions? Ask God are those interruptions from Him? Because the enemy can also bring interruptions. Ask God to give you grace, to give you strength, to give you tenacity, wisdom, knowledge, and patience. To be able to handle those interruptions and to even give you plans and how to handle it. So let God interrupt it. Whatever is the enemy's interruptions, you know what to do reject it, come out of agreement with it, pray against it, command it to go. You don't want it, all you want is God's interruptions because it's leading to a bigger picture, it's leading to a bigger a broader life of abundance thank you so much for listening to devoted with bernice today as we talked about um prophecy and prayer for france and canada i was gonna say germany anyway keep germany in prayer um and then this little teaching of interruptions of the lord Um, I'm going to let you know that God is a a covenant-keeping God. Look at uh, Luke 140. I believe it's Luke 145. Yeah, Luke 145. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Just because you're getting interrupted doesn't mean that the promise is dismantled or removed or no longer on the table it's still on the table it's just going to take a little while and when it happens you're going to have laughter in your mouth you're going to be very happy and be very joyful some people don't want to wait for the right husband or the right wife because they want it and they want it now we live in a microwave society and what you do is that you birth an ishmael what you do is that you make regrets and you realize that, oops, that person was not the right person for you. Okay, be patient. Okay, maybe you might start a, a, a start a church, and God is saying wait, or maybe you might, you you wanted to wait to a certain age before you start a church, and God has said no. Right now, listen to the promptings of the Lord. Listen to his his his. His words to you. If you don't know how to hear the voice of God. I did a teaching on how to hear the voice of God. On my podcast. Look it up and listen to it. It's important to hear him. And what he tells you to do. Because those lead to. Your life. What he wants to plan for you. So be open to God's interruptions. Welcome it. And know that he loves you. That's why he's interrupting your life. Because he doesn't want your life to be upside down he doesn't want your life to be chaotic he wants to be he he wants he wants your life to be how he want it to be so that it blesses you so that you feel more qualified you feel more better you feel more you know advanced you feel that this is it you 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 are happy he's concerned about your progress your process your happiness If you're somebody that wants to receive Christ, you have lived your life and you have done it your way and you're like, you know, I did pray one time and the Lord heard me and he answered me. I want to get to know him on a deeper level. I want to get to know him in a relationship. Bernice, you're talking about how God wants us to be a friend to him. I want to get to be a friend of God, a friend of Jesus, a friend to the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? Well, you asked an amazing question. You can pray the salvation prayer with me. And basically meaning that, you know, you're praying that the Lord will take over and help you walk a righteous life. That all the things that you've done, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. God knows. But guess what? The best part. He has forgiven you of all of it. Yep. Every single one of it. It is as far as the east as it is to the west he does not remember it anymore and so you don't have to remember it anymore when you pray this prayer god forgives all your sins why because jesus came down on this earth he laid down his life for you and i he bled on the cross for you and i and our sins are wiped away And so if you are in a repentant stage and you want to repent and give your life to Christ, I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus. So say after me, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I am sorry for my sins. I believe that you died to pay the punishment for my sins. Please forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. And I know that you raised that you raised up on the third day and now you are sitting at the right hand side of God please be the Lord of my life I receive you as the Lord of my life from this day going forward in Jesus name amen so if you have prayed this you have prayed the salvation prayer and you have given your life to the lord it's a journey it's not just a prayer but it's a journey this is the first stage of it and so if you if you're not part of a bible-based church get you a a a place that you can fellowship with christians that are like you find a good bible-based church holy spirit-filled church And go and learn about who God is, who Jesus is, and also about who God has made you to be. You will meet amazing people in the church. You will get to use your gift for the glory of the Lord and your talent. And you will meet amazing people. The most greatest people I've ever met are those that I met in church. I'm a church girl, so I've met a lot of people in church. And also, get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, find you one. You know, um, Walmart has Bibles, Target. You can go to, you know, Bible stores. You can order some from Amazon. I like New King James Version. If you are new to Christianity, getting the King James Version might be a little hard for you to comprehend. But I would say get the New King James Version or the NIV Version. But for me personally, the New King James Version is the best. And then you can, you know, start reading word of God you can start from John or Ephesians but you can start from John and read from there but if you have any questions you can email me my my email address is sisters of Ruth ministry at yahoo.com sisters of Ruth ministry at yahoo.com so email me and let me know if you have any questions if you need somebody to help you find a church I'll be more than happy to help you find a church in your area You know, I'll pray for you. I'm praying for you right now. God, I pray that everyone that prayed the salvation prayer, I ask you, Lord, that you will open up a church for them. Lead them to the right church that you want them to go at, God, and be a a member and a a, um, part of the community of Jesus Christ. I pray that, Lord, you will lead them, friends in the church, God, friends that will come and embrace them and love on them. And help them learn about you, God, and give them reassurance and give them peace and give them joy, God, and lead them to you, Jesus, because you are our joy. You are our peace. You are our love. You are our everything. And so I pray that, Lord, as they walk in this season of getting to know you, getting to know the word of God, just being able to walk in this new salvation uh, that they have embraced into their life, the, the the life that you have planned for them, that they will continue to walk the righteous life, the narrow road, God. I pray that you will surround them with good community because community is so important. Surround them with amazing community, God, that will feed the, the, the seed that you planted in them today, that they will grow and sprout up like a, beautiful tree and bear good fruit God and so I thank you for my sister and my brother that has made the bold and amazing decision today to follow you and I pray that Lord you will bless their pathway and lead them in the right places that you have ordained for them and it's in the name of Jesus I do pray amen
2: To release a new sound Make melodies And if y'all please Just give me a chance To show you that I'm serious And I'll take your hand Make noise to draw the curious Show them you're here with us Yeah, used, used by you Yeah, I'm your instrument, play me four years, goes by you, and whatever you want me to do, I'm your instrument, yeah, yeah, I'm your instrument, play me. Make noise to draw the curious Show them you're here with us, yeah Used, used by you Cannot be used, used by you Just an instrument, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah, oh I'm your instrument experience, I know I'm safe in your hand. we'll make noise to draw the curious, show them you're here with us, yeah, used, used by you, oh can I be used, used by you, just an instrument, yeah, whoa, whoa, I'm your instrument play.